And we're not talking about everybody has to do full-time ministry, obviously. When we say do ministry together as a family, we're talking about, you know, through your church, through, you know, community stuff. It's serving together. Um, You may have a job that you do full-time outside of that, and that's great. We need everybody to serve and do ministry, whether whether it's vocational or not. And what I would say, too, honey, is every Christian is in full-time ministry. Yeah. And whatever you're doing it, if you're doing it under the Lord— um, then it's that's right. It is a ministry. It is benefiting others, and it is representing God. Mm-hmm. And so, I've never really liked this clean, bright line between are you in ministry or not. It's like a business owner who's stewarding their resources, managing their employees, mm-hmm. they're pastoring their Absolutely. employees. They're using gift of evangelism to lead them to Christ, gift of discipleship to help mature them, gift of administration to mm-hmm. um, manage their resources. I mean, they're. they're yeah, absolutely. They're doing ministry. Now, it may be in the context of a business, mm-hmm. and it may not even be a Christian business, but it is a Christian person, so yeah. everything they're doing is unto Christ. Hey, everyone. It's Mark and Grace Driscoll with the EXO Real Marriage Podcast, and we are going through the Spiritual Gifts series and just helping you determine in your relationship what each other has so that you can encourage one another in those. We've gone through several already. And we are on the gift of shepherding and care. And this is something that um, I think we both have to a degree, but because a pastor shepherds as well. But, um, but I definitely have had this gift for a while. And it's kind of a fun one to discover how to implement it together. Um, is this something that you enjoy doing or you just enjoy watching me do this? <laughs> so, yeah, this. So, what we're trying to do is help you figure out, okay, how did God design you? How did he design your spouse? And then how do you design a ministry where you can serve together? And baby, this is for sure one of your gifts, shepherding or care. I'll just give a little definition, and you can think about it. Um, In one sense, there are pastors, and it's an office and a leadership position. Uh, In another sense, it's just a gift and a disposition. It's just the way God has made you. Uh, You have a love for people compassion. You want to meet with people. You want to care for them, guide them. You want to help them integrate the Bible into their daily choices and lifestyles. When people are maturing in their faith, they're getting healed from their hurts or overcoming their sin. You're so excited. I mean, that's like your end zone. And so I think we both have this gift. For me, it's more with leaders Mm -hmm. and pastors. For you, you just love people. Mm -hmm. So maybe explain that gift of shepherding or care or pastoring, just what's that like for you? Yeah, I mean, I always wanted to get a counseling degree, and it just wasn't something that could happen because of five kids in ministry. And so God has allowed me to use this through other means in a non-official, non-certified way. Um, but for me, just really pretty much anyone that comes to talk to me um they usually come to me with an issue or something they want help with. And I love kind of digging in and figuring out, okay, so where did this start? You know, what's your response? How can Jesus be involved? You know, like where are they at currently? What are they looking to, you know, what's their goal for um, growth and walk with Jesus? And yeah, just a lot of things trying to get background and context and then going on from there to see if there's any way I can resource them or even just pray for them or connect them with someone who's walked a similar journey. 
Um, yeah, I get really excited about seeing people grow in Jesus. You get excited to see people get saved, and I get excited to watch them grow and not just stay stagnant in their faith. And so part of that is shepherding them in that process without judging or, um, you know, causing more hurt in their life, but actually helping them dig up what the issues are and, and figure out what to work on. Well, I think you bring up something interesting there. People with a gift of shepherding or care or pastoral disposition, people that are struggling or hurting or stuck, they run to those people. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're not going to judge me. They're not going to you know, reject me. They're going to help me. Mm-hmm. And they're going to walk with me. They're mm-hmm. going to listen to me. And so a lot of this means if you're married to someone that has this gift, they're going to need some time to go meet with people. Mm-hmm. A lot of this is meetings one-on-one. It's more confidential. It's more private. It's mm-hmm. listening. Um, they're going to want to have people into the home. Let's have them over and get to know them and have a meal with them. And then you integrate the gift of mm-hmm. hospitality. Uh, like you said, sometimes this will include the gift of administration, which is I know some other people mm-hmm. that you just lost a child. They lost a child. You yeah. are a blended family. They're a blended family. You're trying to connect people mm-hmm. that have common experience and someone who's a little further down the road mm-hmm. to help them. And uh, this also means if you are married to someone that has this gift, you have to put some money in your budget. They're going to be buying books to give away, buying Bibles to give away. Mm-hmm. Maybe talk about, since you've got the gift of shepherding and care, what this looks like in just resourcing people. Yeah. I mean, we've done a really um, thorough job in our women's ministry, and we have this on the Real Faith website as well, but um, of figuring out resources that we trust. There's a ton of books, ton of... So yeah, there is a full... A reading list at realfaith.com. Mm-hmm. If you go down to the bottom and click recommended reading. And I have it under the Real Women tab on realfaith.com as well. But just really thoroughly, there's so many books and websites and it just can feel overwhelming. And so for me with the women specifically in this, in my situation, I, we have compiled a list of things that we've actually read. We actually, like you and I know a lot of the authors, so we know they're legit, their families are healthy and all that. Um, And it just is helpful to be able to hand that to someone. I do a lot of just giving books away because if someone's asking and wanting to grow, I want to have something for them that they can just give into. You have given away thousands. Oh yeah, easily of books. I mean, and we've done that with our books as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the spiritual gift guide is an example of that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but I mean, you're always buying books by the case Mm -hmm. and then giving them away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love resourcing people and I'm not a quick reader. And so for me, I really have to, you know, take time to set aside for reading. But I think as a couple, if this is something that you, one of you has and one of you doesn't, there, there's a lot of understanding that, that has to be had in this, with this gift, if you don't have it. Um, I know these were a lot of the issues that we got into early on because you didn't understand why I had to walk with certain people or why well, I'm the prophet. So I'm like, I told them what to do. Yeah. <laughs> they need to go do it. And you're like, no, I need to meet with them, talk with them, pray yeah. with them. I was like, I already told them what to do. <laughs> this is not complicated. Yeah, it definitely caused some conflicts. <laughs> but it's, I mean, all of the gifts are necessary. And so I think just find, figuring out if you have this gift, what that looks like for you and in the season of life that you're in. So I was giving too much time to this gift compared to the priority that I needed to keep with my family. And so I needed to pull back and make sure I was using this gift with my family first. And then whatever margin after that, then I could you know, meet with people um, if that 
if time allowed. So yeah, be making it, you know, priority in your marriage and your family first is essential. Yeah, because you can have your gift, but if your priorities aren't in order, it can cause jealousy mm -hmm. in your yeah, marriage. Absolutely. So if your spouse has the gift of, you know, shepherding and care, and you're like, boy, they're really helping people, they're mm -hmm. caring for them, they're praying for them, they're emotionally present, and I feel neglected. Right, exactly. Ministry starts at home. Mm -hmm. When Jesus says, love your neighbor, Martin Luther, the great Protestant reformer, he says, well, your spouse is your first neighbor. Yep. You know, uh, don't look over your family, minister to your family, and then minister with your family. Otherwise, you'll cause um, jealousy and anger mm -hmm. and frustration with Resentment. your family. It's like I mean, you, yeah. you, you, you help everybody, but you're not helping me or, or our family. Mm -hmm. And so, honey, you've made a great pivot in that. And I think it was the same way when we both got married. We first wrongly thought ministry is what we do to help other people. Mm -hmm. And I think we made a good, strong pivot some years ago that we ministered to each other first yep. and then our kids and then beyond that. And what, what we're now finding is it's our ministry is better if we do it together and our kids are all doing ministry. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and they're all marrying people who are doing ministry. Yep. And so we're a ministry family yep. and that starts by ministering to your family mm -hmm. and part of the spiritual gifts, finding your position on team Jesus concept. And we want to give you the free uh, ebook as well is, um, man, when you figure out how God made you and your spouse and your kids and you do ministry together, the Holy Spirit just pours out a real grace and a blessing upon that family. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, serving Jesus becomes one of the things that holds the family together. Mm -hmm. For some families, it's sports or hockey or a hobby, and that's not a sin or bad. Um, but wouldn't it be great if serving Jesus was mm -hmm. kind of the family hobby mm -hmm. and the thing that sort of held us all together? And we're not talking about everybody has to do full-time ministry, obviously. When we say do ministry together as a family, we're talking about, you know, through serving. your church, through, you know, community stuff. It's serving together. Um, you may have a job that you do full-time outside of that, and that's great. We need everybody to serve and do ministry, whether they're whether it's vocational or not. So when we say that, I just want to clarify that. Well, and what I would say too, honey, is every Christian is in full-time ministry. Yeah. And whatever you're doing it, if you're doing it under the Lord, um, then it's that's right. It is a ministry. Yeah. It is benefiting others, and it is representing God. Mm -hmm. And so, I've never really liked this clean, bright line between are you in ministry or not. It's like a business owner who's stewarding their resources, managing their mm -hmm. employees, they're pastoring their Absolutely. employees. They're using gift of evangelism to lead them to Christ, gift of discipleship to help mature them, gift of administration to mm -hmm. um, manage the resources. I mean, they're, they're yeah, absolutely. They're doing ministry now. It may be in the context of a business, mm -hmm. and it may not even be a Christian business, but it is a Christian person. So yeah. everything they're doing is unto Christ. So right. um, maybe if you could just give some questions: Do people have this gift, or does your spouse have this gift, or maybe even? You look at your kids and you start to see the emergence of this gift. What would be some indicators? Uh, do you have a deep love for people that compels you to care for them? When you hear that someone is hurting, is your first instinct to try and meet with them to be of help? Do you enjoy meeting with Christians to help them mature in their faith? And do you find yourself meeting with people regularly to help them take the next step on their faith walk? Uh, historically, there is uh, somebody, and we like to include a little church history in here, uh, there's a Puritan. Uh, his name is Richard Baxter, and uh, he wrote Pilgrim's Progress. And so that was 
he wrote a lot of books and he was a prolific author and Bible teacher. Didn't you write a counseling book too? Yeah, he did actually. Uh, you, you're right, honey. He wrote um, a very large- Christian Issues or something? Yeah, it was a, I, I could see it. It's a <laughs> Soli Deo Gloria or Banner of Truth publisher. It's blue. Uh, <laughs> it's a Christian directory. Yes, All right, your nerd right. friend just <laughs> arrived. And so um, let me, that's a great point. Let me tell his story and then tie that book in. So here's the story of Richard Baxter. He lived from 1615 to 1691. He entered vocational ministry at the age of 23 without a formal education. Uh, He was married and he did ministry and shepherding and care with his wife in a very small town. He pastored in a small English town, only 2,000 people in the whole town. So little town. He took these, quote, ignorant, rude, and reveling people and turned them into a worshiping church of a thousand. Oh, wow. Town of 2,000. That's half of them. Him and his wife are shepherding half the town, a thousand people. Uh, He viewed teaching as his primary task, but then each year he would personally visit and oftentimes his wife would go with him and they would do it together. They would go into a home, schedule a meeting with a family and come in and do a little bit of a spiritual inventory. How's your Bible reading? Does everybody know the Lord? How's your prayer life? What's God teaching you? What's your Bible reading plan? And they would meet with the family. So usually it was him and his, oftentimes his wife, meeting with a husband and wife and their kids in a home, doing an assessment of where they were at spiritually in their marriage and family, and then giving them uh, basically a care plan for the next year. That's great. You need to read these books of the Bible. You need to pray together. You need to go repent to these people. You need to forgive these people. Wow. You need to, and they would custom tailor a care plan for each of the families. And they would do this once a year for all the families in their church. Wow. It's like two to three a day. Yeah. I mean, this is a, this is a lot of work. Um, and then he held pastors forums to discuss uh, and to pray with pastors and to train them. And so he wrote a book also called The Reformed Pastor. It's one of the mm, greatest pastoral right. books written. And uh, he wrote over 200 books. And, and honey, you mentioned, I totally forgot about it, A Christian Directory. I'll mm-hmm. never forget, I was, uh, we were, I don't even know if we were married yet, or maybe we were dating or newly married. I was running the uh, theological section at a Christian bookstore and, uh, and included the used theological section. So my gift of teaching, I'm there inventorying all the new books and pastors would <laughs> bring Inventorying? In, yeah, buying. <laughs> I just take my check and hand it to the bookstore in exchange for books. That's literally what I did. And pastors would bring in their libraries and boxes, and I would go through them and price them, and then I would cherry pick the best used <laughs> theological books for myself. But I'll never forget the day that uh, a certain book came out, and I'd been anticipating its uh, delivery. It's not a best selling book, most people have never heard of it, but it's called A Christian Directory. And it is Richard Baxter's pastoral notes on all of his counseling sessions and his care plan meetings with the people in his church. <laughs> and what's really interesting, it's, it's a big, thick book. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a monster. Mm-hmm. And he kept notes on all the subjects. So alcoholism, gambling, bitterness, adultery, fornication, all these different categories <laughs> of things that people were struggling with. And then he kept notes on how he would counsel them, care plans for them, and scripture for them. And it's published in his big kind of magnum opus, uh, A Christian Directory. Thank you for reminding me of it. And what's really curious is it predates psychology. Yeah, that's what I thought. 
And so we tend to think, of, well, if you have a problem, go to a psychologist. Well, before the psychologist, you had a pastor. Yeah, from 1615 to 1691 is when he's he lived. He's before so. Sigmund Freud. Mm -hmm. He's before Carl Jung. Yeah. He's before Maslow and Skinner. Uh, he's he's before uh, Carl Rogers and the forefathers and mothers of Christian, excuse me, of non-Christian uh, therapy and counseling. And we're not against the social sciences. Right. We use them all the time. But he used the Bible and Jesus and, and the, the wisdom Spirit. that God gave him. And it's really interesting <laughs> to look at how would you approach these issues before we had mm -hmm. any... Yeah. Clinicians and sociology and psychology and anthropology mm -hmm. and uh, psychotherapy. Right. And and so, yeah, God used him. And so every once in a while, I'll still pick it up and be like, okay, I'm dealing mm -hmm. with this person or issue <laughs> or this thing hits up in the Bible. How did he deal with it? Uh, tremendous gift of shepherding and care. And for mm -hmm. those of you that have this gift, um, the way it's going to work in your marriage, you're probably going to be having some people over for dinner. <laughs> and people that are struggling. Yeah. If you're going to start a uh, a home Bible study, life group, whatever the case may be, you're probably going to be, as soon as you meet a person who's hurting, you're probably going to take them out to coffee and invite them to your group. I was talking to a guy recently. He's a retired police chief. They have a heart. They have a shepherding and care gift, him and his wife. Um, they really have a heart for broken and hurting people. And so they started a, a Bible study in their home where they do dinner and then they just love people and care for them. And it's up to a couple hundred. Oh, wow. That's sweet. And I said, how'd you do it? He's like, I don't know. You just love hurting people. And then yeah. if next thing you know, there's a lot of people who are hurting. And so you're doing a lot of loving. It's mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah. It helps to have discernment with that gift as well, because some people, um, aren't teachable. And if you're trying to disciple them and shepherd them and they don't want to be discipled or shepherded, it can be um, time that could be spent on people that are yeah. teachable. Yeah. And if you have that gift of shepherding, care, mercy, pastoring, I think you're right, honey, you got to be discerning. And it is number one, is this person teachable? Mm -hmm. Because I always say that the want to precedes the how to. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to do something, there's nothing I can do. Right. If you want to do it, maybe we can help you figure out how yeah. to do it. And is this a person that God is calling me to invest in? Because yeah. there are more needs than there are ours. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So we love you. Thank you for joining us for the uh, Real Marriage uh, podcast. In uh, future episodes, we'll deal with additional spiritual gifts, including uh, encouragement. We hope this is an encouragement to you. Uh, leadership will hit forthcoming as well, along with wisdom, honey. I have a gift in leadership. You have a gift in wisdom. You have a gift of encouragement. I have a gift of discouragement. <laughs> no. A uh, gift of knowledge <laughs> and things like that. And you <laughs> may even have some questions about what are the supernatural or the sign gifts like speaking in tongues or miracles or prophecies or healing? We're not going to get into all of those gifts in this uh, series of podcasts, but we do have a whole chapter mm -hmm. in the spiritual gifts, free ebook, finding your position on team Jesus. And it gets into those in great detail because I'm your nerd friend. So let me pray. Lord, thanks for an opportunity to share your word and to share your heart and Holy spirit. We just pray that you would awaken in those that were given the honor of serving, kind of their next steps. What are they to learn? What are they to do or undo? And God, I just pray that they would really understand who you are and who they are and who their spouse is, and that they would figure out their spiritual gift and their divine design. And that together as a couple, they'd be able to carve out uh, what ministry looks like for them serving others. Mm. And that through serving, they'd grow deeper in their relationship with you, with one another and others. And that God, you'd even 
even surround them with some healthy, good, godly couples Mm -hmm. so that they would have that loving support system that we all need in Jesus' good name. Amen. Amen.